0: Welcome to Real Conversations, exploring
1: the meaning behind the music. Hi, I'm Robert Brzezinski. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka. And together, we're having real conversations with your favorite New Thought artists.
0: Join us as we take a deep dive into the inspiration and meaning behind the music of New Thought. Our guests are ready to share stories
1: from their spiritual journey and creative process with you. Real Conversations is a chance to look behind the curtain and connect with your favorite new thought artists.
0: So let's dive right in. Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. And hello again, dear ones. Welcome to another episode of Real Conversations, the meaning behind the music. I'm Reverend Robert with
1: you. And I'm Jeannie Kataoka.
0: And we are so grateful that you are here with us. We have the most amazing, one of the most amazing beings on the planet, Lisa Ferrero, with us here today. And we're going to get jumping right into all of this. Jeannie, I think you've got a, a bio and some background information to get us warmed up
1: here. Yes? Yes, I do. So Lisa has been singing since the age of three. As a child, she heard vibrations emanating from flowers and trees, symphonies really, ringing from the garden, and she sang constantly to express what she heard. She grew up singing in churches where she was known as the little redhead who could sing. (laughs) <laughs> Lisa has debuted original music with Marvin Hamlish at Heinz Hall for the Performing Arts in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she was selected in 2009 as one of Pittsburgh's 50 finest by the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation of America. Lisa has performed and recorded nationally and internationally with big band jazz ensembles, rock and soul bands, and for many years as a duo with Erica Luckett, who passed in 2018, she is a highly sought music director for spiritual and new thought conferences across the U.S. and Canada, and was the musical director for the 2009 Parliament of World Religions in Melbourne, Australia. Lisa has a distinct vocal style, which is soulful, powerful, and warm, as if you haven't heard her, you will discover, and she has a vocal range that extends over four and a half Octaves. If you don't know, that's 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 a big range. In performance, she tries to connect with the audience individually and personally. As She says we co-create my performances so that no two are exactly alike. As a composer, Lisa has written music for Polygram Films, Major League Be- Baseball, the Roberto Clemente Foundation, PBS, and ABC TV. Lisa founded Soul Call, a nonprofit dedicated to improving the lives of foster children and at-risk youth. She's also a personal growth and empowerment coach and spiritual mentor. Working with executives and individuals in every sector, Lisa uses her vast work experience, keen insight, rich sense of humor, and intuitive abilities to co-create life-transforming experiences which are healthy, lasting, and effective. Once you've heard Lisa, you'll be hooked on jazz. Her pure tones keep bringing you back, whether performing on recordings for an intimate gathering or a sold-out concert, Lisa makes you feel as if she is singing just to you. And another insight, she laughs frequently
2: and (laughs) is particularly fond of pasta with tomato cream sauce. Well, welcome. Lisa. <laughs> Thank you, Jeannie and Robert. It's, it's really an honor to be here with you this morning. Well, we certainly appreciate you being here. So I, I wanted
1: to jump in and talk a little bit about your career as, as an acclaimed jazz singer and how you went from singing in the garden to
2: churches to jazz. And how did you find new thought in the spirituality that you have now? Uh, great question. Thank you for that question. You know, it's something that I, it was, I was raised in a, uh, a family who they were practicing Catholics, but my father kind of wasn't. And he would go, you know, on Christmas and Easter. And so he and I had this thing in common where we felt we were closer to this very enormous thing. And we weren't feeling we were in need of intercessors to, uh, do anything for us. And so I maintained that. And as a nine-year-old, I proclaimed that I, I don't need this religion. I'm already connected to to God myself. And so, you know, but then I realized, um, that my parents, you know, I had to kind of follow along with what my mom wanted to do until I was a certain age. So I found it easier to participate. I loved singing. When I would sing, I, I could hear music around and inside of me all the time. And I realized it was my, my gift. I was always connected to source and through my voice and music, I could awaken that feeling and that experience of this connection in others. So fast forward, I started writing music and somebody in a New Thought church heard what I was doing and tried to convince me to be a, a music director at one of the Centers for Spiritual Living. At the time, it was still religious science. And I said, no, thank you. You know, I don't want to be involved in any religion or group. I just like God, you know, and I'll come sing for you, but I'm not. And so before you knew it, um, uh, they had me seated in a living room listening to Roger Teal. And I was like, yeah, I get it. It's wonderful stuff, but I still don't want to. And eventually I ended up doing it just because it felt like a fun outlet. It was a very excellent choice. And um, at that, I wanted to understand um, religious science specifically, because if I was going to be serving that community, I wanted to understand them so that I could write songs for their ears and their hearts so that they could feel relaxed in the knowing that all there is is light and love. But sometimes we need to hear it a certain way and not another way. And so um I went to the Eastern Conference, which was happening back then, which is now a circle of love gathering, which I facilitate with Dr. David Leonard. And I met Dr. Suze Ogden who heard me sing and convinced me that I needed to be the next music director for that rather large event. It was 500 plus people. And I said, no, like 10 times. No, no, thank you. Thank you. No, no, thank you. And finally, the next year there I was the assistant music director. And um, (laughs) again, it was, I was just, you know i I just wanted to serve God and the God and others, and I didn't want to be in a any types of positions but i I stepped into it and i'm I'm grateful that I did I'm grateful to her for seeing that in me and giving me the opportunity to take it from there and that was back in two thousand or so mm. so um so then I started to sing in a lot of the New Thought communities, but I, I sing anywhere I'm, I'm asked for the most part. And I, I, I see, you know, the jazz and the blues and the gospel and it's all God. Our intention is what what is the alchemy and yeah, the alchemist is our heart. Um, and I just I am always just being guided by that light and that expression.
1: The alchemist is the heart, is a lovely way to put it. And uh, I wanted to get into this um, and talk about thoughts or prayers, because I think that
2: kind of fits with what you were just saying. So can we talk about that one a little bit? Sure. Uh, Thoughts or Prayers was um, written by my late wife, Erika, and she and I tweaked it together. And um, we both you know, were able to get very in step with each other as uh, as twin flames of the infinite source when we when we got together there was a charge there that we recognized each other in our approach to sharing the music we were hearing from our hearts and it was coming through our consciousness and there's the the realization that we both had from the time we were little that if we if we had a thought we could materialize it if it was charged with divine love we didn't know the word divine love but it was a particular feeling that we were able to distill the essence of throughout our lives. And we approached it, this offering the exact same way. And so when we, when our voices are together, it opens up a vortex. Um, and our intention was always just to serve God, not to do anything else but that. And thoughts or prayers um, is when you think without an absent-minded, like when you think with all your might, thoughts are not only prayers they're things as linda goodman said in a in a book many years ago um and to make it a a release to the infinite when you think kind of like my will to thy will it augments our our process and the likelihood of this thing coming about is greater if it's right to serve the whole so it's an egoless way of approaching it's not a I place my word into the infant and it brings it back to me. It's a release of love and trust. And it, that's the prayer softens it so that it's not as much of a, a demand as much of as it's a um, a decree, so to speak. Uh, each moment a note in the life I sing. Um, that's like a daily thought. You know, if you ever seen notes on a page, there are thousands of notes on a page, but when one, each one of them is sounded perfectly and fully, like when we step fully into that note, it spreads itself out so that it kind of bleeds into the next note. And you've got this sacred resonance that carries note to note. And we believed that living our lives note to note was like mala beads, prayer to prayer. Each thought we offered to the, to the God, head, goddess, spirit, Allah, whatever you call that thing. Um, that's that's kind of the backstory on how that that song came to fruition. Thank you for that that's an amazing story. So let's uh, let's listen to thoughts or prayers.
1: it's thoughts are prayers
3: and prayers are things, each moment in the life I sing. I welcome each thought like a prayer with the wings knowing my thoughts create my world If thoughts are prayers and prayers are things each moment a note in the light
0: Thank you, Lisa. Our thoughts, our prayers. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you, dear ones, for listening in. This is Real Conversations. I'm Reverend Robert Brzezinski. My co-host, Jeannie Kataoka, is with us today. And we're here with Lisa Ferrero, uh, catching up on some music. And Lisa, I wanted to just kind of share i didn't know you prior to new thought and i didn't know your music and i was still kind of new to to this whole philosophy and movement uh i don't know that i really want to admit that was almost 20 years ago now uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i don't even remember where i first heard it
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh but there's a song that's on and i think it's the reflections album if i'm correct uh that's called uh there's only one life yeah and I love the mantra of it. I came to learn a little bit more about the, the actual lyrics of the song later. Uh, and I'm going to ask you to kind of share that with us as well. But for me, this sort of represents, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this feels like one of those places where this was written for the congregation. This was written for Sunday morning. This, uh, and, and it still, for me, just holds that over time uh, that everything about this feels like a divine download, a perfection, a, a perfect musical moment. And I've always wanted to know your your feelings around that, uh, how it came into being, what it represents for you. So would you share a little bit with us on uh, There's Only One Life?
2: Yes. Thank you for that question, uh, Robert. This piece right here, There's Only One Life, We created it using sacred geometry. So um, it is the mantra. We were in Anaheim. I was music directing. It was 2009. And um, Reverend Dr. Edward Guggen had the entire ballroom take their mala beads, 108, and just say 108 times together. Maybe like a thousand people there. I don't know. There's only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. And in the mantra of it, um, later that afternoon, Erika's like, I got this thing. Let's do this. And so what we did was we, there were several variations of it. None quite as powerful as the one that we wrote. And and I say that with all humble respect to the infinite creator. But what what we were intentional about was we started to, we were intentional about creating it in a way where you couldn't fall out of the vortex. So in the entrainment of the chant itself is powerful enough, but then using different harmonies coming in at different times, you'll, you'll be able to start the phrase. If you get lost, there's a phrase always starting. It's always starting and ending and starting and ending. So you'll never lose your beginning and you never lose the end. So you, you can complete this circle of infinity and create a vortex within your being. The vibration of your humanness is enough. And so um, we started do, performing this live. We composed it. And I think the next year is when the organizations were coming together. And we did it at a Silamar, um with the music team. And you want to talk about the roof coming off the place. People were falling out. Um, And and it was a time it was a little tense because even in religious science, you know, there were those two sides that had a different strong idea of how it should look. And um, that can happen sometimes in a a movement that allows people to think their own thoughts. But if they're not vibrating all the way where the one is, then we have differences. Right. So we very much wanted to bring everyone um, to the opportunity, at least, of feeling what it's like to really experience oneness. And then we did it with the huge choir. And um people who are not and necessarily feeling first people had the most powerful experiences of seeing the entire roof of a Silomar Merrill Hall coming off the top and just light streaming people's brains get rewired. So when you when you listen to this, if you've got a, a challenge or something that needs to be rewired in your brain, it could literally Physically, physiologically do it. It was designed uh, with co-created with the source and uh, it's powerful.
0: Yeah, I was at that Asilomar. Okay. And uh, (laughs) I shared in both of those experiences and that and that really is uh, one of those places that anchored for me in a personal way. And just as you're explaining, it made the experience of oneness really real for yeah.
2: me. And everywhere we've done it, you know, it, it, Reverend Dr. Lisa Garcia, she had us come and do it. We started doing choir workshops to teach other choirs how to do it, what they should be feeling, uh, what to open up to, and then just, I mean, it was miraculous. They they were singing out of their minds, literally, which was <laughs> the point, right? Robert, I hear you laugh because yeah. you get it. Uh, so that's why that one is so so powerful, and Ediga's, you know, genius as a composer, and then we just kind of blew the roof off ourselves too, and and poured even more into it.
0: All right, well, let's do it, folks. Let's uh, take a little time here and be in the vibration of this. I love what Lisa said: the vibration of your beingness is enough. Yeah. This is. There's only one life. Enjoy.
3: There's only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. There's only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. There's only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. There's only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. There is only one life, that a life is God's life, that a life is perfect, that a life is my life now, there is only one life, that life is God's life, that life is perfect, that life is my life now, there is only one life, that life is God's life, that a life is perfect, that life is my life now, there is only one life, that life is God's life, that a life is perfect. That life is my life now. There's life only one life, life, that life is God's perfect. life. That life is I perfect. That life is my life now. There's only one life, life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life now. There's only one life, and life is God's life. That life is perfect. Perfect that life is my life now. There's
1: only one life. That life is God's life. That life is perfect. That life is my life. Oh wow, that is just so so (laughs) powerful. Thank you, Jeannie. And since I'm I'm feeling awe at the moment, let's Ah. uh let's talk about awe. Mm -hmm. And I, I have to ask, being somewhat of a Yeah, linguist, grammarian, uh, writer background. Uh, I'm interested in knowing why it's written with all capital letters.
2: Ah, because uh, Erika, we were driving someplace one time and um, there was a a lot of, you know, the political climate can always be challenging, but there was a bumper sticker in front of us on a car that said, if you're not outraged in capital letters, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And so... Mm -hmm. We were like, no, 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 like, cause that's living in constant fear and denying the essence of how we can affect positive shifts. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's where, if you're not in awe, you're not paying attention. Ah. So this ah. yeah. <laughs> is ah. really to exclamation point. Yeah. A-W-E. All right. Awe. Yeah. Perfect. Well, let's, let's not want to listen.
3: Certainties like clutching what you know Inside your fist like there's no room to question What might loom beyond your wrist It's the comfort of right angles The ease of solid lines It's the emptiness of a lonely box And the space that it defines oh, oh There were times in school when I had fun With the exactness of the game Thinking I would know a flower Once I could say its Latin names Like names and addresses, dates of birth Would barely explain why Some people crave the sun While others love the rain Holding the mystery Step into the river and feel eternity as the sun will rise and the rain will fall May I begin each day with gratitude and awe If I could define in this vast design What was possible or real I'd never see the desert turn to water Or the ocean turn to steel But I've seen those wonders many times And eight Time I recall the wonder, the wonder, the wonder of it all. Holding the mystery. Step into the river and feel eternity. As the sun will rise and the rain will fall. May I begin each day with gratitude and awe. All we're not paying attention. If we're not in all, we're not paying attention. Inside every one of us, containing each square inch of blood, there are 75 billion cells, 75 billion cells functioning on our behalf, so that we may simply be, I think of that as a conspiracy, a conspiracy of lies. And since I'm being a bit reflective, I'd like to add to this human-slash-life perspective. If we took every cell phone on the planet, every telephone line on the globe, and registered, the conversations conveyed, the trillions of messages relayed, System would still not approximate the complexity or functionality of a single human brain That's just another way of trying to portray the miraculous privilege we have of playing this human game Holding the mystery Step into the and feel eternity as the sun And oh, may we begin each day with gratitude and
1: oh, yeah, that's that's a keeper. Let's let's uh, let's just say that one. Um, I'd, I'd like to move on and talk about breath mm-hmm. uh, I know that that has a big significance for you and your life
2: with Attica yeah. so can you talk, talk
1: speak to that for us would you please
2: thank you for, for that question too this song is technically the very first uh, I invited Attica to come to a uh, a circle of love gathering after I invited her to come to a uh, conference in Miami I was music directing and over the summer from February for the Miami event to November, she sent me a bunch of things. And one of them was uh, like the start of this song breath. And I immediately spent as much time as I had to learn a harmony part to it. So it's the very first song we sang together. Yeah. With intentionally in front of a group of people. And um, ironically, uh, quite personally, too. Uh, at the end of Edika's life, the the morning she transitioned, October twenty fourth, twenty eighteen. That morning, she asked for her guitar around eleven o'clock, and we sang that one more time. And I'm getting a little emotional because it, it's um, it's how we live. Um, with each breath, our intention was to breathe holiness, sacredness into every breath. And sometimes that falls on people's minds and it scares them into like, you got to shut that down or that's too much. I can't take that much. And other times it'll fall right onto your heart and you'll say, yeah, that's it. You know, so our intention, let's meet at the place where we begin. It's our lives are breath to breath from the first breath to the last breath is and everything in between are those notes that we make alive with our breath. So our breath is what shapes our life. The thoughts are prayers that there's only one life. Um, and so it's such a insightful choice, Jeannie and Robert to, to choose that one because it, it was one that meant so much to us. And so many people, yeah. Well, that's why we chose it, so let's let's listen to
1: that one. Here's breath. Let's meet
3: at the place where you and I begin. We'll move through water and into stone. Stone melts to fire and fire. Your breath becomes fine.
0: tell you, Lisa, you're not the only one that gets a little emotional listening to that. Um, yeah. So beautiful, so beautiful. It That's one of those songs that breaks me open and makes me remember just how special life is. Thanks, Um Thank you yeah. Thank you for bringing that in. Um, and, you know, folks, we would love to go over the entire your entire catalog, musical catalog, and uh, because there's so many things, and uh, and if I had to say, what does Erica's music do? It to me, it opens the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next song we'd like to talk about that Does It For Me as well, uh, and the song is Leaning Towards the Good. And I'd love to hear a little bit more. Uh, how does that come into being, the story behind how we get to, how does that come into your musical repertoire and um, where does it fit uh, within that repertoire?
2: Yeah. So uh, thank you for that question. Leaning Toward the Good. You know, um, most people remember Erika and I toured across Turkey with a Sufi sheikh. Uh, Kabir Helminski and put music to the poetry of 13th century mystic poet Rumi. And that was a widely acclaimed recording that got us invited to the parliament of the world's religions in Melbourne, Australia as um, individuals not affiliated with any group, but our own, you know, Sufi Sufism, you know, the, the love of the heart and coming out of that, um, that's, that's kind of when we both started getting the idea of founding so Call ministries, which is what I'm doing now, um, as its own philosophy, pulling wisdom from different places. And so I founded it in 1999, but then so Call ministries, I just launched it in April of, of this year of 2020, um, leaning toward the good plays into that because it was right after erika's um, uh, Challenge with uh, ovarian cancer in two thousand eleven that and I bring that up because we we just remembered how precious life is, but there's a there was an instance where we looked into each other's eyes we thought she had thirty minutes to live, and we didn't speak a word, but our our souls just exchanged uh, eons of inf- pieces of information like that was in us at the same time. And we had this divine realization, even on a deeper level, we were so different coming out of that experience that um, uh, some of our family members were in town, but they couldn't even be around us because we were just so different. They, our, our vibration shifted. Our music shifted even to a higher vibration uh, within without ourselves just were transformed again. And leaning toward the good was written after that round where Eniko was given a 3% chance of survival, where she actually did it. And it was our love together that, that, that transformed the outcome and invited more instead of less. And we never retracted or got small. And so leaning toward the good is a reminder of when you're walking across a tight rope, uh, with stormy seas below, um, bare toes on open wire There's the line, you know, um, just, remember that we are always held in this infinite source of love and um even if we crash to our human death our love is eternal and you're you you do not really die and that's what it was to just keep your eye on the other side of the wire leaning toward all the good in your life because when it hits the fan if you can focus on all the good All the positive, all the people like this. This community is our family. um, Man, we were so supported and loved and it got us through. It helps yourselves to stay awake and not crumble. Long story, but that's that's kind of the power of leaning toward the good.
0: Yeah, Um, I like the long ones. Folks, let's let's lean in towards the good here. This is Lisa Pereira, Erica Luckett, leaning toward the good. Enjoy
3: Walking a tide over stormy seas below Their toes on open wire stretched from cliffs of stone The pull and the tug of forces still not understood I am leaning, leaning toward the good
0: I want to say thank you, not only for, for being the artist you are and, and sharing and bringing in this great music into the world, uh, I want to say thank you for for sharing Erica with us this morning. And it feels like by sharing with you um, that she's here, her presence is here, her, her that divine spark that is the creativity she brought to the planet is with us as well here today. Mm-hmm. So we want to thank you for thank that.
2: You. My joy, um, believe me. <laughs>
0: and, uh, and you know, I can't imagine uh, um, and thankfully I can't imagine what it would be like to have such a deep meaningful relationship with another artist and then to have that uh, end mm-hmm. and, um, and yet you've been able to continue on and you have a, a new musical collaboration in your life Natalia Zuckerman mm-hmm. And you have come together and the album, and I think it's a band, I think it's, uh, and it's called Seek Her Seven. So there's a little bit of play there, folks, right? <laughs> seek Her, Seek Her, H-E-R. Um, if you would share with us a little bit about how uh, how you, you strike gold twice, how you strike uh, yeah. lightning twice and, and find another uh, amazing voice and talent to share who you are in your expression.
2: Yeah, great question. Thank you. And um, Natalia Zuckerman was a longtime friend of Erika's. And so uh, she and Erika were friends for 20 some years, like 20 years. And so I got to know Natalia over the a little over a dozen years. Erika and I were together. And, um, you know, she kind of we were going to do a a tribute to the music of Erika Luckett in 2019 in may in the bay area and um natalia and i started to talk on the phone we talked on zoom a couple of times and um i wanted for because she's such an extraordinary guitarist um a lot of people play guitar very well but you know erica was a virtuoso guitar player so a lot of the things she was playing most people can't even understand what she was doing and i mean sincerely accomplished people who have guitars named after them don't even know what she was doing they can't figure it out but natalia on the other hand i spent a lot of time with Erika, so and she's a beautiful human being who kind of swooped in on me and made me laugh and we could share our love for this same person and so um Through the course of that, I I wanted Natalia to be the one to sing some of those Rumi songs with me. I call them, affectionately refer to them as Rumi tunes. And those were the most personal (laughs) of our collection, many of them, because it was such an amazing journey, uh, the songs inspired by the poetry of Rumi. And so um, Natalia and I started to sing together, and we just loved the way our our voices went together. Uh, There's a bubble of joy that is... I don't know. You could probably hear it, Robert, right? Like it's it's different. It has a different quality. And I, you know, Erika is so in the middle of everything I'm doing with this new music with Soul Call Ministry. She guides me. If I'm writing something, all of a sudden I'll have to put my pen down and she'll direct me. I'll just go to a drawer for no reason, random, and I'll open it and there'll be a notebook in the back of the drawer with Erika's handwriting on it. And it's the very thing I'm writing about. And it's the piece I was contemplating. It's like right there. Um, so she's still an eternal part of me. And I really, we both think that she's responsible for this beautiful collaboration between Natalia and me. And we're loving it. We're loving the music we get to create. And um, thanks for, for highlighting some of our new stuff. We really, we're having a really nice experience and,
1: yeah
0: absolutely so give us the uh the 60 second intro for echo of a prayer
2: yeah echo of a prayer um is like who would look away as the echo of a prayer um returns it could be this thing that maybe you thought you you could have had when you were in your child's mind a long time ago and then all of a sudden we get exposed to what the world says is real and it Maybe it's hard. And then all of a sudden, unconditional love is standing right in front of you. And you got to stand there and see it and say, oh, my gosh, Uh, all I want to do is be around this thing. I want to be in service to it. Um, You can't turn away from it. It's your everything I could have ever asked for this joy, this life, this love is right there. And um, this time I'm not going to lose sight of it. Mm -hmm. All right.
0: Well, let's give it a listen, folks. This is Lisa Pereira, Natalia Zuckerman, and Seek Her Seven. The song is called Echo of a Prayer. Enjoy.
3: Between time, between the thought of yours and mine, clearer. Suddenly I'm restless. There's no room for what is less than. Whatever does not shine, it's all yours and it's all mine. Restless. Living from this wisdom Light is all around Never lost and
0: This is one of a handful of songs on this album, folks. You know it's available on uh, Google and iTunes, all the places you can find it. Uh, the other song that really just uh, jumped right out at me, and uh, I know it's part of my nature that it jumped out. It's also the first song on the album. Sing about it. Can you share us a share with us a little bit of the inspiration on how that comes into being?
2: Yeah. The, let's see, Natalia and I. We're driving back from uh, the National Women's Music Festival in July of 2019. And uh, for some reason, it was over 4th of July weekend. And for some reason, it doesn't take 11 hours to get back from Wisconsin to Columbus, Ohio, where I'm living. But it was so the traffic was unbelievable. So it was like 11 hours drive. And we didn't get back to my house until like 10 p.m. that night. And went for a walk around the block. This is so funny. And then came back in and Natalia is very fond of dance parties. Like we need, we need to dance it out. I'm like, yeah, cause that was just so long and grueling. So we went to the music room of, of our home, um, and went downstairs and she played this, the Wood Brothers song, sing about it. I'd never heard it before and I got hooked on it. And then the next day, we just picked up the guitar and learned it. And it was the first one when I visited her again, we sang it from the, from the porch of her log cabin up in upstate New York and put it in a video and just loved it. We, it just brings us joy to think of how this song is just so fun and re, a good reminder of no matter what the heck kind of a day you just had, if you could sing about it, your cells will bounce back into that puffed up joy mode, which is, um, helps us cope <laughs> so that's the long that's the the story
0: <laughs> all right beautiful well let's give it a listen folks and we'll be sure to make sure we leave a link to that video in the notes to this program check out the podcast notes to this program and you'll make sh- and you'll be able to go check out the video as well but for now let's listen to the song this is sing about it by seek her seven
3: if you get worried what you ought to do is sing If you get worried What you ought to do is sing If you get worried What, what you ought, ought to do, do is sing Sing, sing Ooh, about your troubles That pass my have And if you get lost What you ought to do is sing If you get lost What you ought to do is sing if you get lost What you ought to do is sing Sing about all your troubles they pass my Sing about your troubles they pass my hands. Sing about your troubles, If you get broken What you ought to do is sing If you get broken What you ought to do is sing If you get broken
1: Fun one. I like that one. So this is this is the time, uh, Lisa, that we give you a a chance to uh, do a little self promotion, talk about upcoming projects. I'm sure you want to tell us what's going on with SoCal
2: Ministries. Oh, thank you for asking, Gina. Oh. Yes. Uh, so SoCal Ministries is the next iteration of of Lisa and Erika. Uh, even though I founded it in 1999 before I knew Erika. It was, in a, it was working together with family links in Pittsburgh. We would um, work with children. Uh, I'm really g- concerned with foster children. Uh, there were a lot of people, and I'm, I'm not getting political about this, but I just want to say I recognized through the years of service, um, I worked in uh, abused and battered women's shelters. And then there's the foster children. And there's, you know, with the the funding that keeps getting cut for these social services, there's the pro birther movement. But then after these children come to the planet, there's nothing to help sustain a quality of life that could help support them into a God realized state. It's really tough. And their moms fall in the middle of it Uh, by disempowering women and children. We can maintain some kind of a, a hierarchy that doesn't doesn't need to exist in our country or in the world. And so I became really clear about this. And then I went back to school and got my degree in developmental psychology in the early 2000s. So it's very recent, uh, so that I could better understand the needs of women and children. And so So So-Called Ministries is designed to, as an educational, uh, spiritual component to life, teaching philosophies that help us to become God-realized and to realize that it's beyond thought it's we are moving very quickly into a higher vibration of consciousness where we have access to a lot more information and a lot more love if we could spread ourselves out. And so, soul call ministries. You know, we have Sunday morning uh, programs where we teach qigong. We go into a meditation. Then there's a little something for the mind, a little lesson, then some more music, and then we we're out. We've got a thing called the Soul Squad. And we've got a, a prayer group, um, great prayer practitioners, and also um, people who who just know how to uh, hold a space for others to grow into. Uh, we kind of so Erica and I would what it would say. It's like we we thought that our music and our our consciousness, our love, could kind of hold the door open for others. Like we always pictured ourselves with as we're singing. We've got, you know, if you've got a handful of stuff and somebody just kind of kicks their leg and holds the door open. We wanted to create a situation of love and vibration where we could hold that door open as often as possible for as long as possible. And so-called ministries mm-hmm. endeavors to do that by helping uh, educate individuals like us to what our capacity is and how we can serve others and help bring them up to a level where, where they can begin to reach upward Instead of downward for necessities, and so um, that's what we're doing now. Wow, wonderful work! Thank you. That's just wonderful. Uh, now
1: I'm, I'm about to ask you the the, the not so secret question, and I know this is, is is a difficult one because I know how musicians feel about their music. But um, what, Lisa, is your favorite song in your catalog?
2: <laughs> Oh, you've done it again. Uh, Let's see. You know, it's probably one off of a CD that most people don't even know I recorded in the 90s. It's off of a CD I, I wrote called Balance. And the song is called I Am the Light. I think, and the reason I like that one the best, I love them all because they're all of this thing. But it was the first one That when I started to write music again, I quit my job in the financial services industry because I realized, whoa, I was peddling fear by making people think that it was only about money. Um, It's not. Uh, It's a definite vital piece of how we can sustain and help people. But that's not it. It's not what drives us. And so I was falling asleep. Um, I I was starting to meditate. This is is a while ago. I was in my very early 20s. And um, I started to contemplate light. And I just remembered falling asleep, asking God, like, so if you're. you If you are light and we can perceive darkness, you must be in the darkness, too. Or we couldn't even perceive it. So what, you know, all these kinds of questions And the song called The Answer, I am the light, is the one that came and it woke me up very shyly just to see if I was paying attention. And as soon as that one came out, I got up from my bed and I went into my kitchen at the time and lit a candle and wrote the entire song from start to finish. And that's how I've written many, many songs. Um, so that was the, as they say, the proverbial pinprick to the waterfall of music that began again, like it had from the time I was little. I had this little, t- there was like 17, 20 years in between. And then all of a sudden, I was I was back, and so that one's probably the most special to me, Jean. Thank you for that question. I haven't thought about oh, that welcome. in a long time. You're very welcome.
1: All right, listeners, let's uh, let's give a listen to the answer. I am the light. Lisa Ferraro's favorite song.
0: I think I might have a favorite song now, a new favorite song now as well. Uh, definitely going to make the top 10 of the week oh, list, that's you. for sure. So, uh, Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with us and our audience. Again, folks, this is Real Conversations, the meaning behind the music, a production of the New Thought Media Network. We want to give a big shout out. and Thank you to New Thought Media Network for all they do to make sure these programs come alive and for our artists so again we'll make sure to leave links in the show notes how you can uh purchase lisa's music where you can connect with her on facebook online on the web and with soul call ministries as well i encourage you keep uh, go search that out on youtube right now soul call ministries and you'll uh and just hit that subscribe button so uh lisa we're gonna uh we've got we're gonna we're going to break the rules and uh, say goodbye and then play a song on the way okay. out. Uh, so if you got one more minute, give us a little insight on the song Quietude.
2: Quietude. All right, Robert and Jeannie, first I want to thank you both for this platform and the amazing work you do and your consciousness. It's really fantastic. And thank you for the privilege of sharing this time with you and all the listeners today. And uh, December 7th, I'll be doing a, a live stream of Jazz Up the Holidays, which... Um, Will support soul call ministries and women and children. Um, but quietude, Erica and I were doing a soul session, one of those beautiful music meditations we became known for. And it happened to be, uh, it was going to be the evening of the day Dr. Maya Angelou made her transition. And so we spent that morning finding our favorite quotes of Dr. Maya Angelou. And quietude was inspired by her final tweet, which is if you mm. listen to yourself in the quietude, you might hear the voice of God, and that's that's oh, wow. the story behind that one. And We wrote about eight songs that day and did them all that night. So yeah, at uh, with uh, we we were at Heart and Soul Center of Light with Reverend uh, Andrea that night. But she she she'd invite us in on Wednesdays and we would come in and do these music meditations, um, offer our time there to that lovely community. When we weren't on the road, um, we like to be there and. OCSL. um, They were like our homes, our homes away from home in the Bay Area. We love those communities. We love them all. But at home, that's where you would see us or at the uh, meditation temple. But quietude would really help people get into that meditative mode where the experience of the infinite became a little more readily available. And I'm just going to say this too. Quietude is on the very last recording Etika and I did on our wedding anniversary, September 10th of 2018. Just a uh, couple weeks before Annika made her transition. So this is one of the last recordings we ever got to do. And it's really that whole, this place called here, that whole recording is, you could just feel the energy on it. it we knew it was going to be our last and it's all in there.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, Jeannie, thank you for being with us today. Lisa, thank you for being here. And we're going to sign off and let you listen to Quietude. Until next time, peace and blessings.
2: If you listen to
3: yourself in the quietude, you might hear the voice of God. If you listen to yourself in the quiet tune, you might hear the voice of God. To yourself in the quietude, you might hear the voice of God. If you listen to yourself in the quietude, you might hear. God. The voice of God, the voice of God, you might hear the voice of God. Baby, <laughs> Yourself in the quiet, too. you might hear the voice of God if you listen to yourself in the quiet. Too. May you hear the voice of God. Mm.
0: Thank you for listening to Real Conversations, exploring the meaning behind the music. Real Conversations is produced by the New Thought Radio Network, sharing a vibration of love, positivity, and empowerment through a variety of media streams. Learn more on the web at Network.org. Listen to past episodes of Real Conversations on the podcast page at newthoughtradio.net. Until next time...